Hey guys, you're listening to Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man, the podcast where life issues and the Bible collide. We hope you enjoy today's topic and are encouraged to do some musing yourself. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard her. I cut I her did. off. I cut he her cut off. I hit because I asked her a question, and then she gave me an answer I didn't want. So I was like, "Whatever," and I clicked record. He's so but, bad because it. Anyway, we'll get to it. But guys, yes. it's that time of week. It's a new episode, and it's freezing cold outside again. And my voice is gone, so I'm apologizing to you yeah, guys see, up front. It's, it's madness. I mean, it is. I think you know we record these in the middle of the week, and they go live for all of you. There's no telling when some folks might end up listening to it, but but they go live for you at the end of the week. At the end of the week, we're supposed to get ice. Yes. Do you know, I think our weeks just give us all seasons in yes. one week each week. I took a, 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 a dozen, more than a dozen kids to a, a Winter Jam Christian concert on Sunday, and tons of people at that concert were wearing shorts and t-shirts because yes. it's 80-something degrees, and then it's ice before the next... Oh, and if you if you decided when you were young, you know what, I'm going to be a doctor of noses and throats and sinuses... You you as a smart person because around here you don't have any choice you don't have any shot you're gonna you're gonna be ending up in the doctor, Townsend over here sounding like a horse I don't know I'm what I'm telling but you yeah it's madness but hey we're in here you know the little heater's churning trying to heat up the room and it's probably not gonna do all that good of a job uh, I, I might kick it though so you might hear other noises all kind of who knows what but we're here and when I cut her off right at the very you can rewind it back and go listen to the very beginning she had just asked me what are we gonna talk about and I just Told her real fast and asked her a question and click record. So this, you know, like we've said before, she just there's no there's no warning. Yeah. But you have to have the context of last week's episode. So yes. I, I I think I think this is episode ninety three that we're recording right now. I think I, I, don't, I don't know, but we have a lot of people now that heard Sunday and wanted to know what the what the podcast was. Okay. So. Hi, guys, who uh, well, have never listened to before. All right. Hello. I here hope, we are. Yeah. I hope they have stumbled their way in here. Yes. And, and we're going to talk about what you sort of saw happen because Townsend, if you listen to last week's episode, I'm not going to retell all of it, but she was asked to do something Yes. that was taking her another step outside of her wheelhouse. That used to be the popular yes. way to say that. Yes. She was she was being asked to take a little lean on the other side of her comfort zone. Yes. And she said yes and she did it. And I even we I even we even joked that they were gonna play part of that podcast. And we wanted to. We had no internet service at all. And then where we were standing was down in some concrete steps. Oh yeah. And then like I needed my phone for one thing, uh-huh. and then the other's phones were hooked in for music, and things were kind of hectic. And so I just kind of encouraged my crowd to look it up and find out what was said leading up to this for me. Right. And then I didn't know we were going to be talking about it, but I did encourage everyone to listen from here on out well, for I, sure. I don't want you to regurgitate uh, you know, what you shared. That, right. that, that's fine. I want you, here we are on record. Yeah. How was it? Well, so my first, let's, let's, let's say maybe nobody's going to go back and listen. Have no, what did you do? Okay. So I was asked to deliver the cowboy church service 
at a barrel race. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, everyone gathers for a weekend for a two or three day barrel race. And it's sometimes other events are involved, but mostly just barrel racing. Mm -hmm. Well, for this particular event, it was the state show. Um, the new state director's trying to build it back up. So the numbers were a little lower than what she was anticipating. She was hoping to get two or 300 entries and she only got like 150, 160 in the main open event. Mm -hmm. Well, so for Sunday morning, I was feeling a little better about that situation because I was thinking, you know, maybe there won't be that many people in here staring at me, you know? And so I was like, well, you know, if, if not a lot of people show up, it's going to be okay. I was talking myself up a little bit. And so then my friend who went with me, uh-huh. who I had two people there, two ladies with me, and one is a friend and also goes to this church. Another is uh, in my cowgirl crew. Okay. And so both agreed to sing one, two songs before I spoke and one, one song after. All right. And so... She, the one who is familiar with hosting some of these with her husband says, oh, don't worry. They'll all start piling in right at time. I mean, if you were at a barrel race, would you come to Cowboy Church early? The answer is no, because I've never seen you there early, she says to me. Uh And I'm like, oh, she's right. So, yes, at 8 o'clock, everyone starts piling in the doors. And I literally was about to vomit. (laughs) <laughs> Man, I wish I could have been there. Golly. All right. She so. made fun of me last night about it. So a little <laughs> bit about my experience. Um, you know, leading up to this, I had had some things on my heart about the people in our industry mm-hmm. well, in the had, horse and rodeo. We had some pregame conversations yes. about that. Yeah, yeah. And so um, one of the things for anyone involved in rodeo and barrel racing and things like that, you know that there are things that go on on Saturday nights at barrel races and rodeos that we just don't even want to think about, let alone discuss on Sunday mornings mm. when we talk about Jesus. Mm-mm. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so... You know, and that that's even to say with even not just, you know, getting tore down drunk or taking in some extracurriculars out there, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's even to say, like, how did you act like after your run and right. how did you portray yourself after you competed? You know, yeah, things you like that. How you treat everybody around you? Yeah. And your animal. So, I mean, it's just a slew of things. And, and I'm I'm as guilty as the next person in the way that my attitude is sometimes about you know, being in that atmosphere tends to bring out the worst in me. My husband knows it. My friends know it. And so I shared with them after kind of delivering the message that being in that atmosphere and sharing what I had just shared was a huge step for me because I was stepping out of my comfort zone to not only question what it is that they do in secret. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to want to be righteous on our social (laughs) media platform and in the middle of the holding pen when we're praying before our runs. But then (laughs) when we go behind the scenes, there are a great deal of unrighteous activity happening. And so my question is, you know, are we doing the things in secret for the Lord and letting him bless us? And is that the reason why we're doing it? and then continue to live for Christ all day, every day? Or are we doing craziness in secret and trying to be just righteous enough to keep the next person from throwing stones at us? And so I shared that with them, and then I asked them to do something for me. I said, this scene is the area where I said, I feel like on a daily basis 
that I represent Christ well when I am at my church. Mm -hmm. And I said, I feel like that for the most part in my community, I have a decent representation of Christ. Now, there's sometimes I'm a little mouthy and... I think God's like, that's really not what I intended, child. To the police, even. To the police, yes. And so there's plenty of times that I know that's definitely not how he intended me to handle (laughs) situations. That's okay. But for the most majority in the community, you know, people can be around me and think, you know, I at least think she knows Jesus. Sure. (laughs) But in the barrel racing world, that probably is questionable. Many people who meet me for the first time in mm. that area in the past have said, yeah, I'm not going to say what they thought I was because it's an ugly word, but <laughs> they thought I was just mean, downright mean. And just the label that they gave me was one that is just bad. And so I ask these people sitting in front of me that now that they know where my heart is and what my desire is, is to live a life that I do things for Christ behind closed doors. And I talk to God on a daily basis behind closed doors that when I am in front of them from now on, that they would hold me accountable. Mm. And so I laid that challenge out there for them for myself. And then I asked them to consider doing that with each other for themselves. Mm And so I will be honest with you, I didn't really think that this message was one that, you know, I've prepared other messages before for the youth group, and we've prepared things here, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I've spoken from in front of my Sunday school class often, Mm -hmm. you know, and and delivered what I would call a similar message, Mm -hmm. not about the same topic, but things, Mm -hmm. biblical things and, and life experiences. And there are things that I thought were just like so much better. I don't really know how to explain that, but everyone was crying Sunday. And so I told my husband, I said, that is not the response I expected. Like many, many people were crying and Many people came to us, and my friend from the Cowgirl crew even said, you know, I think there was something about a vulnerable woman sharing something this morning that made others feel okay to approach and ask for prayer or share something with us, Mm. because many did. Mm And she said, we've been doing this, my husband and I, she was referencing her, you know, their their ministry too for many years. And I think this is the most that anyone's ever approached us mm-hmm. and asked for things after the service and whether it be prayer or sharing something. And I even had a lady come to me after the service and said, um, you know, you words of affirmation and the way God intends on you to use words this morning is definitely what he intends on you to be doing. And you even made one, she said to me, you even made one negative reference toward your husband and hitting barrels. And I'm going to ask you not to do that again. And I was like, thank you. You're right. You know? And so the accountability started immediately. Okay. Time just, just uh, cause I, I have no context for under why, like what, 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 Put that in context for the people like me who might listen the to the co- negative comment yeah, that like, I made. Like you were being sarcastic. I mean, well, what? I made a comment and I said, "Okay, so we hit some barrels, and and he's notorious for hitting some barrels." But at the end of the day, I made this comment. But at the end of the day, we've moved past letting that part drag us down, and we know when we get into our truck and go home, whether we leave with the saddle from winning first uh-huh. or we leave having knocked over all the barrels. We get to go home to a life that we're living that is for a greater purpose than this. Okay. 
And what so, was the, why, why was that wrong? Well, it wasn't wrong. She just said that she noticed that I referenced his, Whatever noise that is. Yes. <laughs> Y'all can't, this is a podcast, so it's not on video. <laughs> I was like, Townsend's face just looks so crazy. If y'all heard some knock, I have no clue. Uh, who knows what's going on downstairs? Yeah, I don't know. we have craziness going on, and <laughs> it sounds a little sketchy. Okay, but what was the, yeah, so I, I'm trying to So she was saying, you know, words of affirmation, you speak life into him, and you say, mm-hmm. you are not going to hit any barrels, regardless of what the past has been. You're going to have a clean run. You're going to have this. You speak what you want to be and what you desire to be toward him in the moment right then. Okay. And so she said, when you wish him luck, don't say to him today, don't hit a barrel. You know, she was just telling me, if you're going to wish him luck today, yeah, you speak what you, you know, as in like the same way as you're bringing up a child, you know, instead of naming every single thing, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't uh-huh. do this. I need you to do this. I would like to see you do that. And not that that will come to be, right? but that will shift his mind toward this is my goal. And she said, even for yourself and moving forward, you know, I've shared with you on the podcast before of, I would always label myself as having a bad temper. Uh-huh. And now you will hear me say more often, you know, I've had a bad temper. I'm mm-hmm. not allowing myself to be labeled as a bad temper person anymore because I am. God is delivering me from that. I'm a work in progress right yeah, now as sure. we speak. And so just the way that I said it in the in the podcast referred to as there's a chance I thought he might run over every single barrel today. Uh-huh. And she was just saying, you know, like when you approach him in a little while, you say, I know you have the ability to leave up all the barrels. I, I know see. you do. Okay. I think, you I know, and so she was just saying, you speak affirmation to him every day, not just, you know, whatever. And so before he ran, I really did say to him, I hope you never think that I think you're going to hit all the barrels. I hope you know that if you do, I still love you. Uh-huh. But I really do think you are able to leave barrels up every time you run if we were basing it only on your ability as a rider. Okay. And so he was like, dang, Townsend, you know, like you believe in me. I'm just literally going to tell you, I I had no comprehension of that much. Like I, I did it. I have stupidly all this time thought this is, I mean, yes, money is involved. And, and sometimes they, we travel, uh, you, not me. But I had no idea there was this much pressure around oh, those yes. barrels. I almost said stupid I mean, barrels, but I it don't. Is, and it is. And like there's this whole mindset of like there are people who think if you hit a barrel, you've had the worst run in the I, whole That is whatever. so foreign. Wow. Okay. And so it's really sad that it came to that. But I thought that I just thought that was great because in the barrel racing scene, that would be like someone telling you before you preach. Now... If you stutter and you get off on a on a wild goose chase in your message, I'll still love you, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so it's one of those things, like if someone was going to give you some kind of little pep talk before you preach, you're like, man, bring it to them. Right. You right. got this. And I, I know you'll deliver the word because you're in God and and you're in the word. And I know that you'll bring us what well, I mean, God now intends we, us now, to hear. Now if we weren't there, we're all wondering, did he hit any? No. Ooh. And it was just crazy. Empirical evidence. He never, <laughs> ever hardly goes a whole finals and not hit some barrels 
But but that was awesome for me to have that come, just the little accountability. Yeah, and the, sure. the way that I did kind of say it was kind of like a, well, I mean, he always hits barrels. Yeah. And even we laugh about that because he's so competitive. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the whole rubbing his racing thing, you know, oh, like sure. we kind of have that mindset with him because he's so competitive. Right. And so we know you're going to cut that corner as hard as you can and as fast as he you can. He could reach his hand out and hold it. He does he? sometimes. Okay. And so, you know, that being said, he's going so fast and cutting that corner so hard that he does knock down some barrels. Yeah. But then I just thought it was so cool to think, like, if I said that to him every time and he no, it wouldn't always work sure, for sure. well, by it, all means. It's not necessarily that it worked. Well, it wasn't for course. him and the result. Right. It was for him knowing that I was coming from a place of love and believed in him, mm-hmm. not a place of negativity. And so I thought, this woman is already holding me accountable after one message. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love accountability. Yeah. And so... Others came to me and talked about how it hit home with them, and they thanked me for being kind of vulnerable. I did share with them that I cursed on Tuesday of last week, and then I was trying to preach on Sunday, basically. (laughs) And I was like, that is just so ironic to me. I mean, if you'd like a closer timeline, she cursed on Tuesday and made a podcast on Wednesday. Yes. (laughs) And so I was just like, I was kind of scratching my head. I was like, it's super embarrassing because I'm thinking, why in the world would the Lord have me say some of this, but then I shared, you know, that's one of the things that was done in secret Mm -hmm. that he was fully aware of. And so I can't get up here in my righteous glory on Sunday morning and pretend that didn't happen because it did. And so it it was a really fun day. It was. You know what? I'm I'm just super proud of you. That's good. And and you're going to get asked again. And then I'm going to have to start talking about to people about how, you know, you have to be here on Sunday, not yes. not everywhere else. Yes, and that is not something that I'm ever going to feel. I need to just throw this out there because I firmly believe this in my heart. Um, I do think that there are instances where me, where Ash, where Townsend can bring a message uh-huh. in a group of peers, mm-hmm. okay, because we're a group of peers, right. and we're all on that kind of level playing field, and mm-hmm. I love the Lord, and I can share with you what has been shown to me, mm-hmm. but I do not feel as though ever that myself as a woman mm-hmm. in Christ would ever be called to be in a position like that. Sure, I understand. So, well, not that you don't, but there, oh. I think there are others who might would kind of their mind would go toward, man, you need to do that all the time. And that would be a hard no for me yeah. because I, I get fed on Sundays and get my life back in order. Okay. So we, 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 uh, we, we had the call. We at first, like, not out loud, but you were, like, in the process of kind of wanting to reject it. Like, no, yes, no, no. Yes, absolutely. In fact, thinking up, like, look at my behavior 20 minutes ago. No, that's... That, well, there I, was an absolute rejection. Yeah. I called my better half to say, oh, no. can you believe that this was asked of me, like, to gossip about it right? before I even answered no? And then he shot me down. Yeah, and then and then my boss told me and I was like, oh no, tell she's gonna do it. So then we talked about it on Wednesday. I'm like, yes. you got to go do that. Okay. So then you get to them then then Well the topic was scary too. Yeah, for sure. I and mean I it was resp- kind of scary. And it was it was I had told you you shoot them with everything you got. You leave nothing off the table because you got that moment and he put you in that moment. So you leave it there. You don't 
Don't hold it back. And I didn't feel, I need you people in listener land to know that I so boldly handle all kind of things. Like I will tell somebody in a minute if I think they are out of line or if I think, you know, whatever, whether right or wrong, I'm so bold yeah, 90% it, of the time. It's probably important to know. Sunday, note. I was not bold. I was so yeah. nervously saying these things like. Yeah. You know, well, it started off not. And then I realized halfway through speaking and referencing the Bible was like, these are the very things I would say to myself. So I began speaking as though I were talking to me. Right. And it helped a lot. Yeah. Well, Townsend is, you know, people will say, oh, I I, I just hate conflict. I hate and but but you are the kind of person that if there was a situation, I can be like, hey, will you go do so and so? And you're like, yep. I mean, you you you're not bothered by that at all, and so I I I I thought, you know, when she gets in front of people, I bet that part of her runs and hides. Yeah, it kind of did, <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. So, but right before, so even you know, you're you're psyching yourself into the, you know, it's not even going to be that many people. Don't just chill out. You get to where you're supposed to stand. You you're there to do what you were asked to do. There's more people than you thought would be there. Did you feel sick to your stomach or like super butterfly or like, oh, well, my gosh. So when I'm standing there, I'm looking into the eyes of at least 10 people like, yeah. if you can hear my snap, that I know have seen me act like a complete lunatic. Right. So that was like, I will tell you that if I've ever had a moment that I felt so humbled and humiliated, but at the same time, like you you are not doing this, I am, Mm -hmm. is exactly kind of what God said to me in that moment was like, get up and start talking and just make sure they know it's me and not you. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of where I was because I really didn't have any doubts that they knew it was him and not me because they had seen me at my worst. And so especially for those 10 or 12 people, I was like, I don't. They are not questioning if this came from God because they know that did <laughs> right, not come right. from me. And so, but then there were other people. I was like, I'm just not sure, whatever. So, at, in the very first, I almost wanted to just sit back down. Okay, so I want you to take that. Did you feel the same way when you were done? No. And did, is it fair to say you felt as opposite as possible about it? Yes. Like you were thankful you did it. Yes. You were happy to have done By it. By a long shot. And for, even though, and I, I understand what you're saying, but even even in that moment, you're like, I'd do that. We could, I could, we could do that again. Yes, okay. absolutely. I, here's why I'm so proud. In in First Peter, so I, I think that the majority of, not everybody is, first, not everybody's going to be a pastor. And not everybody's going to live in a in a time, in a place, a certain life where they're going to be asked to do what you did. So not everybody's going to have examples or situations that are like carbon copies of, of, of what you do or did or what I do, do and did, whatever. But everybody has a platform. Every, every person has a platform. Amen. And we're not afraid to use it for things that make us comfortable. And I, and I didn't say, but I heard you say I was stepping, you stepped outside of your comfort yes. zone. I said that, you know, I said you had to lean a little across the line and you're like, no, I had to leave. I left it. Because I, I, I'm about to put my laundry on the line. Oh, yeah. And let you see. I mean, it, it really is fine for me here and people in town because so many people here don't even know the old me, right. really. But you saw such a response. And I'm, when, you, when you even brought it up, I started thinking about this. And so this, I, I have known what we were going to talk or what I was going to bring up for a week. But in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 15, Peter says, 
It's God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. And I just find it strange that um, with the sum total of human knowledge at our fingertips with our telephones and our laptops and our tablets and everything, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to say we're more and more ignorant as, as days go on. We're just kind of, sorry, but we're kind of dumb. And, and the Bible says, you know, the way you silence that, the way you stop that is you do good. And without taking you on some great grand journey through the New Testament, doing good means doing what God said. And sometimes, if not most of the times, especially when you're just getting started, and I, you know, the truth is a lot of us are at that place. A lot, if we're trying to run a mile, a lot of us are still inside the first tenth of it, okay? Um, I, was at a, I was at a pastor's little day conference yesterday, and a guy was talking about some situation and people, and he said, you know, not, <laughs> not all the babies at church are in the nursery, that is so, and so true. Okay, it's a, and it's not new. It's not because we're American. It's not because it's 21st century, because you can read in the book of Hebrews, and he said, and that author says, look, I'd like to talk more about, he's talking about the priesthood of Melchizedek. And it's like, what? And he says, I would like to talk more about this, but I can't, because y'all babies. Y'all st-, and he literally says, you still want milk. Okay, well, so it wasn't easy to ride the bike the first time I got on it. I I was scared of it and I was wobbly. Well, after a while I was popping wheelies and jumping off curbs like, like boys and girls do when they're young. And you've spoken in a smaller setting plenty of times, but here you're asked to go where they know you. Yes. And that's uncomfortable. Yes. But if you got asked to do that two, three, four times a year and listen to anybody think about their ass, and that's about the limit of, of this preacher right here. Cause about four or five, Five total times she's like, look, I ain't going to be there because I got, um, come on, some of you <laughs> church people and some of you cowboy people need to do this in Louisville and y'all can just come here. But um, the more you do that, the less of that, oh no, because you begin to learn and realize it's because of the mess you're about to air out in front of them that what God will say through you matters and means so much because we, we everybody that was there, get to see it through the filter of even though she was that way, now this is, this is this way, and God used her to bring this about. God could use me to do something. God could use, have my platform, whatever my life is, whatever I do, wherever I am, and, and, and I could have some level of impact on silencing foolishness, on stopping ignorance, because a lot of what's wrong around us is because people is dumb. Yes. And God says do good, that stops. And doing good is doing what God says, doing what God wants. And in that moment, you were nervous, scared, even willing to say no to doing what God wanted. And yet, who no- you won't know. You can't know how much foolishness died on Sunday morning because you were willing to stand in front of people. Now, not everybody in that group is going to get asked to stand in front of people. But everybody in that group stands in front of somebody. You are so right. So what if they stopped being scared and quit telling God I won't do good and started doing it. What happens to all the ignorance? What happens to all of the, uh, I think the phrase you use is tore, it's either tore up or tore down, uh, <laughs> drunk, okay? Yes. I, I don't know. I Look, I, I, I know diddly do about horses scare me. I'm a grown man, but if I go over to Townsend's house and you know, for whatever reason I have to be near those animals, I'm like, yeah, that's enough distance, brother, you know, 
you and, and Mr. Towns and even your daughter, y'all are up, all up in the business. And I'm like, And uh, your daughter. Yeah. And my, uh, no, nope, uh-uh, no, thank you. That's like, you know, no, I don't even, no, mm-mm. But I don't know, so I'm offering that because I don't know, I know nothing about rodeo and barrel, I know nothing. But I know that what, I, knowing nothing is knowing enough that alcohol doesn't make rodeo popular. Correct. Alcohol doesn't make rodeo successful. Alcohol has just been an accepted sin. And so has the mistreatment of one another, a mistreatment of animal. You know, it's just, we, we would normally, in some other area, you can use any other area and say, well, that's just part of, rubbing is racing, right? This is just part of it. Well, we, that doesn't apply to sinful behavior. It's right. not just part of it. It exists, but it ain't part of it. It's not supposed to be here. Well, you know, it's so crazy to me how for about the last year, I have just been drawn to the 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 Saul Paul situation mm-hmm. and just knowing that like I didn't kill Christians or do anything <laughs> right. like super out there, I mm-hmm. guess. But I've said before, like I've lived with a lot of guilt in the areas of that I know for a fact that my behavior has led people away from Christ. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have like a million examples of that. But I have several of where I know that in a moment I kind of had an opportunity at hand to go one direction or the other. Right. And I single handedly chose to act out in such a way that it turned someone's heart kind of the, uh, the wrong way. Yeah. And so that being said, I, I struggle a lot in the scene of horses and rodeo and have even struggled with you know, quitting riding completely because it was an area that brought out the worst in me. I Mm -hmm. did quit for a long time. And because I just couldn't seem to balance, Mm -hmm. get your act together here Mm -hmm. and be the way you are when you're sitting up there in the youth room. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the matter with you? And so, you know, slowly I'm finding some balance back. But I think it is so funny how I was so drawn to to the side of Paul that just like, you know, I've done these things. Why would he use me? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's just so cool. That's just so awesome. Yeah. And then it was asked of him, like, wait a minute. Now, right. I did not say that I was ready to go do that because these people know me. They know some of the things that I've done. And some of these people are people that I was a terrible example for. And so I think that made it all the more special. Because then I know that those people know that it wasn't just some rank stranger up there talking about God. Mm-hmm. And they knew, you know, so I thought that I would be judged. Like while I was standing mm-hmm. there, I thought that I would be judged. And it was just so special to me, the the outcome of it. Now, I didn't think that people would be sad, really. I thought maybe some uncomfortable or Well, something. you should use a different word. I, uh, I wasn't there, but I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't perceive just having listened to you describe it. Uh, I don't think you saw sad. I thought you. I think you saw conviction. There we go. Maybe. That's a different word, and it has a totally different meaning. You told him, God used your mouth to tell him the truth, and there, you can't hide. Like it's in my face. I, and it was so important for them to know the conviction that's on me. Yeah. You know, because then they feel like, wow, you know, it. That's across the board. You mm-hmm. know, and so, um, I don't know. It was just a pretty cool experience. It well, was. what's always been funny to me is the number of people that will readily confess they love to hear those testimony stories of how I was a meth head, heroin dealing, rapist, murderer who did 20 in parchment because of my crimes, 
But while I was in jail, I found God, I gave him my life, and now I go around speaking about how God can even use you no matter what you've done. And people are like, oh, isn't God good? How powerful is that? And I've had, people have said to me before, I wish I, and I don't think, that, I understand what they mean, but I don't think they think about what they say. I wish I had a testimony like that. Uh, <laughs> you realize you're saying, I wish I was a meth addict, heroin dealing rapist. You know, come on. I know what you mean. You mean, I wish I had something so powerful, so impactful. And the problem is you do. And I think that's what hit home with a lot of people for, for them to realize that I was saying you know that I don't come from a family who was, I mean, my family's always been in church. Mm-hmm. But I think it really hits home for them to know and understand that I've always known better. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of recently grasped that, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I do think that it it helps them to see that. I do. Right. I didn't think, I really, I'll tell anyone, I did not think that was going to be the response that I was going to get. And I said this on last week's podcast the devil tried even up until Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was with your child cleaning horse stalls and burning feed sacks. I singed my forehead <laughs> with this fire that was so hot that even on Sunday, flames were still coming from it. That was the devil himself. It's true. In that barrel. And I almost, I had my phone in my hand to message and say, You've got to find someone else to do it because I am in no shape. My attitude is so poor. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept back. I just kept feeling guilty to say I wasn't coming on yeah. behalf of the person. It wasn't like me and God had this, you know, come to Jesus meeting. And I'm like, you're right, Lord. I should do this for you. And I love you so much. Okay, here I go. It mm-hmm. was like, I feel guilty to tell this lady I'm backing out. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with God. Thank right. the Lord he, you know, intervened, I guess. So you guys don't need to think that people that do this just decide one day you're going to do it. And it's just like, wow, that was so easy for you. You missed your calling. Good yeah. job or whatever. That was not the case. Well, and it's and it's taking ownership of our journeys aren't normally that different. You know, Correct. we... we I wish I knew how to make everyone understand that no one that you are bumping into, no one you're rubbing shoulders with, no one you sit next to in the arena, no one you sit next to in the church pew, no one has it together the way you think they do. Because you always are going into that crowded moment thinking, I am the only screw up present. I am the only one. All these other people are doing it right. They're all happily married. They're all just in love with their children and and they they have picnics on every Friday afternoon and then <laughs> yes. every, on Saturday morning mommy and daughter are making pancakes while daddy and the two boys are tending to the animals and then we all sit down and share what one beautiful No they're not. They're sitting beside you thinking everybody I'm the only screw up in here. We're all thinking basically the same thing. Why? Because that's I'm pretty crass. Because that's dumb. That's ignorant. And Paul's, uh, Paul, I, man, I, I, I know why his name, I know why he starts going by Paul and not Saul, but boy, I wish he had gone by something that started with not the letter P. Because I say Paul when I mean Peter and Peter when I say Paul all the time. When Peter wrote that in First Peter, when he's talking about silencing ignorance and foolishness, I understand completely that contextually you'd say, well, he's talking about people that attack you. But you can also take the same reasoning and say, well, I... I say foolish stuff to myself. Yes. I believe foolish stuff about myself. Like I'm I'm the biggest low down, no good so-and-so in this whole room. 
No, you're not. My friend even said something to my husband over the weekend of like, yes, she's hard on people and she'll say things to people, but she is hard on herself. Mm -hmm. And so that is how we do as a human nature, we do that. part of what you did was even give an example of you can be honest with you and let God tell you and then do what he tells you to do. And it's not easy. I, I, I don't know how to get people past the... American checklist mentality like the preacher said Sunday, if I pray for five minutes, if I drink two glasses of water, and if I'm always up when the sun rises, my life will get better. Nope. And it's not glorious either. Like, oh, it's ugly and hard. That's the thing that people don't realize (laughs) is when you do what God would have you do. So I want to share this, and I don't really know how much time we have left. Oh, you have plenty of time. So we were on the way from the hotel. I debated on sharing this until right now. But when we talk about the ugly and the bad and the, this is just the the fact of the matter, we're on the way from the hotel that morning to go set up for sound check. Mm-hmm. And I'm with my, my Ooh, girl. You had a sound check? That's so yes. professional. Well, she sang. So Ooh. I was just her support system <laughs> during okay. that moment. So she brings her own speaker and mic and all that okay. stuff with her everywhere she goes. So we're leaving the hotel and we go the back way. Like we haven't went this way at all Mm -hmm. the whole weekend. And we come in the back way and there's been a wreck. There is about seven cop cars up front of us. And there is a one single car parked off the side of the road with the front caved in. And then we see it. It is a body laying on the side of the road with the sheet over it. And so in that moment, we literally just stopped before our turn and just said a little prayer because we're like, somebody's about to get a phone call today that Mm -hmm. they weren't anticipating. And so that happened within the hour of me talking Mm -hmm. that morning. And so going into it, you know, I feel like people will, will hear about this day and their mind will form what they, what they think it was like. Mm -hmm. And it's just what you said. We will think Man, she just agreed to do what God said, and he shined all this glorious light down on her, and all these people showed up to this service, and they were, like, congratulating her. And then you'll try it, and you'll feel like it wasn't what you thought Mm -hmm. that it was to be. It's not what you imagined. And so, you know, it wasn't hundreds of people sitting there in, like, a standing ovation, and, like, I just felt the heavens open up and the sunlight (laughs) shining through the clouds, like, Someone died yeah. right before I was to go in and say this, whatever God had on my you know, heart to say. And then there weren't just a ton of people there. And some of them were crying. And I was nervous even about that. <laughs> and so you need to understand that sometimes it's not as glori- glorious and glamorous as maybe even it sounds coming from me after the fact now mm. today. What made it so special was God himself working and being present. It wasn't how your mind maybe is formulating how it played out because it was a sad day and it was a hard day and it was a nerve wracking day and the sound system didn't work at first and it was screeching Mm -hmm. and I thought my eardrum was going to bust out before we ever even got to talk. So don't let little things like that make your mind go in a different direction. If God has put something on your heart or you've been asked to do it, don't even let your mind start formulating how you think it should play out Mm -hmm. because it's it's probably not going to. It's just real important for everybody on, on the other side of my microphone that I'm, I'm maybe I've met some never met, meet others. 
I need you to know that it, it you don't have to have every, it doesn't all get put in line and then it all just magically works out. I listened to this woman say, I don't, I don't think I should, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I should do that. I listened to this woman, you know, I don't even know what I would talk about. I listened to all of the same things that I heard myself say years ago when I knew you're wanting me to be a preacher, aren't you? And I thought, nah, I can't. I can't because of X and Y and Z. And there's not a letter. There's not an example. There's not a thing in the alphabet I could put on God that he would be like, oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Never mind. I'll move on. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't happen. Yes. And the minute, the minute that, that, that Mr. Townsend pushed back and said whatever he said that made you realize, oh, I can't just say no, in that instant, all sorts of spiritual doo-doo started getting flung at you. Yes. Because, Horrible. and you know, I know you know this, and I know you know, I know this and what I'm going to say. You don't show up on the radar until you say yes. The minute you listened to your husband and your heart was like, you know what? I have no clue what or how, but I'm willing. Boop, you bleeped on that radar. And the devil's like, nope. I got plenty of these rodeo folks doing exactly what I want them to do. And I don't want them hearing anything you have to say or the next person that's going to say. He doesn't want them to hear that either. And so that is why it's so important to recognize the Bible says from hundreds and thousands of years ago, don't you, he's, it is God's will that you would silence foolishness. You would yes. silence ignorance by doing good, by doing what he said to do. He is the author of the good thing, and he wants you to do that thing. Does it mean you have to, it has to re- involve sound checks and guitars and any sort of group of people? No. It could mean at the dinner table when you sit next to your spouse, it's time to say the thing that hasn't been said. Yes. There's a lady that is in my, that was sitting there that morning when I was talking, who is someone who knows me. Now, she doesn't know me as well as some of the others, but she knows me. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, my husband said, now, I've never seen this woman. I know that she plays piano at her church, uh-huh. and I know that she knows how to sing because I've heard her sing the national anthem. Okay. Okay. But I don't know a ton of things that she's done mm-hmm. because I know that there are plenty that she's done in secret for the Lord, righteous things sure. that yeah. I know. I just I just know. Uh-huh. I see the fruit. Okay. And he said something to me about her on the way home from this barrel race. He said, that is one that you can count on because that woman right there will straighten that crown up for you and not ever tell the world that it was ever messed up. Mm. And I said, you're right. And what you just said hit me about her. I've seen her come out after bad runs and still give her horse the same treats she would have and smiling like, I know that she's not okay with what run she just had. I know Mm -hmm. she can't be okay with it. But I would have never known it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that stood out to me right. yeah, as the sure. doing right and silencing as much as anyone standing on a stage talking and doing right. sound checks. So that's, that's, I just wanted to share that. Like she's someone that I truly watch and I watch on a platform that is not in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And she inspires me. So y'all don't think that you're not inspiring someone behind the scenes quietly. Yes. Last thing, you already said this. I just want to make sure everybody knows that it was said and respects. They listened and heard so much because you were one of them. Now, I want you to think about how much God had said. And when we finally heard it the most, he became one of us. That's so true. Everybody is somebody's one of us. You just got to take it. 
you have some type of influence. You have a microphone and an, an arena. You're going to judge it by its size, then you are, you are the small thing. Because you change one life, you can change the generation. If you change one moment, you can change a whole life. I mean, you're thinking too small if you think, oh, I've never been asked to speak to 50 people at once or 60 people at once, or I don't have a podcast. I don't, I don't, make, I don't make videos that get 2 million views on YouTube. I, don't, I can't find God commanding that kind of stuff. Like, well, if your reach ain't big enough, then stop reaching. I can't find that. I can just happen to find him say, don't you realize that what I want is for you to shut up all of the ignorance by doing what I told you? Amen. Think about all that stuff that would go away if we were all of us doing what we were told. And, and, and like Townsend told some of you on Sunday, if we were realizing that it doesn't have to be for show, he sees it when we think no one does. So get on it. Do it. Be about it. I like that. Straighten somebody's crown and, and never have to tell them, well, you know, it was real crooked. Just Plus, I'd like to work in some example about giving me treats even when I do bad because I like food. But whoever you are, ma'am, that horse must love you to death because if I was that horse, I would love you to death. But guys, listen, I sure am proud of my partner. She, she deserves a round of applause, and I don't have the way to make that applause sound happen. If I had thought about it, I probably could figure it out. But if you all know her, just tell her how much you appreciate her. Tell her that, that you know, that's not I, – I can tell you. I'll go on record right now. That's not the last time she's going to do that. I promise you that's not the last time she's going to do that. Now, I'm telling you, you have a problem with me if you start asking her to do it too much because she's mine. <laughs> um, but, but that's not the last time. And so I, I'm thankful for that because her being given those opportunities is just a furthering of, of my privilege of watching God say, we'll go as far as you want. We'll go as far as you want. You want to go this far? Let's go that far. You want to go this far? Let's go that far. And it's not because her name is Townsend that that's happening. It's not because his name was Paul that that happened. The the, the similarity, she's not, maybe she is, but she needs to think about it more. I need to think, all of us. The similarity between Townsend and Paul is that they were willing to follow. So God would do the same with you if you shared that similarity. The only thing left is for you to decide if you do. That's what you're left with for the weekend. I love it. Do you, do you have that willingness? And if you'll take hold of it, I give you two things. You're about to do amazing things for the cause of Christ, and you're about to have the spiritual dew thrown at you. And so maybe one day you'll look at the episode we talked about wearing spiritual armor. So <laughs> we love you. I am so proud of her. Thank you all for encouraging her. Those of you who are there, I hope if we have new folks checking us out, welcome. We hope you stick around. This is about as serious as it ever gets. We don't have any clue normally what we're going to do on a week's basis because God knows what we need to talk about. So join us every time you can. Share this with somebody. Tell somebody something good and be kind to those around you because of the kindness Jesus has shown all of us. We love you. Thank you for being here, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all. Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man is a podcast dedicated to encouraging you as you think and start your own discussions at home about God and the Christian worldview. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on the platform of your choice and share our podcast with folks you know. If you need to get in touch with Townsend or Preacher Man, you can email either of them at mtpm.podcast at gmail.com.